But did you see the end? Yeah. With the Backstreet Boys? Yes. I couldn't Street stand it. Back. All right. I don't even like them, but that's the perfect end to a movie, man. Oh, hold on. I just got a text from um, Backstreet. <laughs> they don't like Josh either. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, friends. Thanks for listening to another episode. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Josh. I'm Renee. And it's okay if you're not okay. So today is a special personal sharing episode. So we will give our lovely disclaimer right up front. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Johnson County Mental Health Center or Johnson County government. And with that in mind, uh, we're talking today about... Um, what is our favorite uh, piece of media or creative work, book, movie, song, um, that has shaped us the most in the ways we think about life, relationships, mental health, all, along those lines? Um, and so, yeah, Kate, start us off. So I found this question to be really hard. I don't know about anyone else because I went the music route. And for me, anyone who hears the music I'm listening to will be able to tell what mood I'm in just instantaneously because yeah, sure. I have my go-to's. Um, just even for genres. So I was driving here today and I was like, I don't know which one I'll pick. I thought about going, um, the greatest showman route, you know, something that everyone could connect to. Josh is giving me the (laughs) the no, I'm giving you the thumbs up. (laughs) Great movie. (laughs) Um, but as I was driving here, I actually decided to go with a song that I heard for the first time. I just had Pandora on and it's called, if you want, if you want me to by Jenny Owens. And again, I never heard it before. And I won't get into too much detail about the song, but what they talked about throughout is how we don't always understand why we're on the journey that we're on, but that ultimately when we keep persevering, we keep getting back up, eventually down the road we'll understand, maybe not now, maybe not in 10 years, but we'll get an understanding of why we've been through what we've been through. Um, and for me, they gave the example of we weren't the same person we were when we were learning how to walk and how hard that probably was when we were that age and navigating it and how you have to go through certain milestones to eventually break through and do the work that you do now and be the person you are. And so for me driving here today, that spoke a lot to what I was needing to hear in that moment. So I chose to, to so pick that's it, not but. like a long time favorite piece, but no, as you just, heard it, it just really encapsulated your life experience yeah because i think a lot of i'll speak for myself a lot of times i am left with questions about why i've experienced some of the things i've experienced Mm -hmm. and not alone in that yeah and i've not understood and i try to make understanding of things as my way of making things okay Mm -hmm. and when I was driving, I know a lot of the reason why I do what I do now in terms of work goes back to past experiences. And this song came on and it just hit home. And even for things I'm going through, where I'm at today, I'm able to look back 10 plus years ago and go, mm-hmm. I would not have picked that journey for myself, but because of it i'm doing x y and z now and i'm making something of it and things today i realized i don't understand maybe what i'm experiencing right now but maybe in 10 years 15 years i'll be able to look back and go again i wouldn't have picked that journey for myself but because of it i can now do yeah is there a specific piece of that song or lyrics or something that that really spoke to you out of that 
at, out of that um, song that I mean because if you think about like music like right? the whole song did <laughs> right but I mean like sometimes there's like a a chorus piece or something that you really like just pulls at something right not necessarily the whole song the whole song brings it all together but like sometimes there's just a piece of it that you really connect with yeah um oh gosh I'm looking at the lyrics now I'm trying it really hit me right off the bat because I remember when it first came on on Pandora, I actually, before the words started, hit skipped because I just That's wasn't getting into it, but I was out of my skips because it's the free version of Pandora. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, I guess I yes, need to listen so to it. Real. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'll sit here and I'll see what comes on next. And then the words came on. I'm sorry, Jenny Owens, if you ever listen to this, that I just said that. Um, <laughs> but once the words came on right away, are we able to? I missed that yes, part. Yes, just talk do about. It. Okay. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> the pathway is broken and the signs are unclear, and I don't know the reason why you brought me here, but just because you love me the way you do, I'm going to walk through the valley if you want me to. Because I'm not who I was when I took my first step, and I'm clinging to the promise you're not through with me yet. So if all of these trials bring me closer to you, then I'll go through the fire if you want me to. And so um, this does have you know, more of a religious undertone, but I also took it, whether it's through those trials and tribulations, if it's bringing you closer to your higher power or bringing yourself closer to you. Mm -hmm. Like I think through a lot of um, the journeys I've been on or others around me have been on, you really come to know who you are when you're faced with adversity. That's kind of interesting that you, cause you um, brought up, um, Greatest Showman as a as a possibility mm -hmm. as an alternative, and while this particular song you did choose uh, does lean towards um, a more re uh, religious perspective, Greatest Showman leans more towards that inward journey of being confident of in who we are and our own mm -hmm. personal identity and knowing ourselves. And so there's there's a theme that kind of overarches that, regardless of what your worldview is, that there's yeah. value in having confidence in who you are and. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of owning owning that. Yeah. But something that we believe here at the Mental Health Center, and this goes, I mean, this is deep-rooted in our personnel and in our expectations here, that we believe that people can learn, change, and grow. Mm -hmm. That is something that we are tasked with as employees of this agency yeah. to challenge that belief. Right. And so I think this speaks to that really well for me. Yeah, that and I and I've I've been in tough situations with, you know, with relationships, with friends, with family and people go oh, a leopard never changes his spots. Well, I have to sit back and check myself. And in this role and in this time of my life, I have committed to the belief that people can learn, change and grow. And journeys are a way that we do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was um, I met a few weeks ago with a uh, development officer from uh, my undergraduate institution. And she does. Uh, she travels city to city and, and meets with um, uh, alumni who graduated in the la in the last fifteen years. Um, tend to be millennials, and she asks them some similar questions. And so, one of the things she she asks them is, "What is one piece of advice you'd give to graduating seniors of our of our university?" And she recently posted on LinkedIn kind of the re the results of that informal mm -hmm. survey. Yeah. But she said seventy five percent of the people she talked to said something along the lines of. Um, be open to a totally different career path than what you're planning on doing uh, in your undergraduate. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. And, uh, and I was among those. I, I gave that piece of advice when she met with me as well. Uh, I, I am in my third completely different career. 
uh, right now. And so uh, there's uh, the reality that we often we have in mind of where we think life ought to go right. or where we where we think we want life to go. Um, and we can get really stressed out about that. Mm-hmm. You think about, I mean, that's the, like the whole epitome of the undergraduate experience, the, at least the like stereotypical undergraduate experience of being stressed out, of picking the exact right major. Uh, I think we've all shared mm-hmm. times we've changed degrees or education tracks, even in the midst of that. Um, uh, but then being okay that that path can change. We do grow, right? We do change yep. what's important to us. Uh, our, our priorities in life change. Mm-hmm. Um, we make decisions um, based on different sets of perspectives. Yep. And the way that we interact with people can change and, and does change. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, to your point, one of the things I have to constantly remind myself is I can think back to so many times I've been absolutely livid with someone for putting their own expectations of who I should be or what I should be on me. And I get so mad. But I've had to actually change that and go, I also need to check myself and make sure that I don't put my own expectations on me to be a certain person, a certain place, a certain anything, and just try. And I'm, I'm not there yet, so I'm sure my parents will listen to this and go roll their eyes. But <laughs> I am not there yet. Oh, I think they're just going to love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And roll their eyes. And roll their yeah. eyes. Um, I'm not there yet, but I have to constantly remind myself of, Am I thinking this because I'm not doing my best or am I thinking that I need to be at that next place because I expect myself to have been there? Yeah. Oh, I just want to go into all kinds of things when you say oh, things I like know. that. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. no. Like, so who else wants to jump in? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, did, I mean, I, just, I think that the reality <laughs> is the things are you, you're saying are things that we that resonate with, with us in the room. Either we've personally experienced that or we've been with people who personally experienced that we've had to process that experience. I truly believe, and this, and I'll and I'll die with this, is that everybody is doing their best. Yes, yes. always. Yeah. And so when you say, "I don't know if I'm doing my best," I believe that you're doing your best. Right, right. I'm saying I have to ask myself because I'm. It's always comes back to yes, I'm doing my best, and so it's that reminder to myself that I'm disappointed for several reasons. One, if I'm disappointed that moment, it's because I'm not where. I feel like I should be because I'm playing the comparison game mm-hmm. or I'm disappointed because I'm constantly focused on what that next step could be that when I get to that next step, I'm then focusing on the neck and yeah. it's that yeah. if I get to here, then this will happen. And then you yes. get to there and then and you then go, yes. oh, that didn't happen. and it's yeah. still, <laughs> I, I'm going to get my master's degree. Okay. I've got my master's degree. Then what? Right. Or it does happen and you've missed it completely because yep. you've been so focused on what could be next that what you're working for the whole time has just gone right past right. you. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, not go down a bunny trail, but kind of go down Sorry. a bunny trail. <laughs> no, no. Like this is this Can is we say rabbit hole? Rabbit hole? As opposed to bunny trail? I don't know. I like bunny <laughs> trail, well, though. Well, this is great that you brought this up because I actually – Bunny I am, I am coming to – disagree with you josh uh so you you started or maybe not oh my ego it's starting to (laughs) so this is something that um uh we've we've talked about a couple times and you bring up uh, the perspective about everybody doing their best is really interesting to me i've been thinking about that for a while like because i think that um I see the value in that perspective on the big picture, and as you're as you're working through where a person is in the big picture of their life, I have a harder time owning that perspective 
in some of the um, the immediate decisions that we make, like. And I'm saying, like, on this one specific decision, there are times when we know what the right thing is to do, and we choose the wrong thing anyways. Mm-hmm. Or almost like a, uh, <laughs> oh, man, we're getting warmed up in here. But Renee like, and Josh are at the starting line of this race <laughs> yeah. and are ready to talk. Well, <laughs> I guess what, what, I want to, what I want to say is I think that, like, I agree with you. I want to say yes and or yes, but... Um, I stick with and. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think there's still. Um, yes. And I don't want to completely do away with personal responsibility for individual decisions. I agree. So my 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 statement is even if I choose the wrong thing, that was still my best in that moment. And it is my responsibility not having the so maybe the outcome that I wanted. Okay, the I information. Didn't, I didn't to make want the to choice. choose the bad thing. Maybe I did. I, guys, I had pizza last night for dinner, and I was like, "Hey, oh, Renee, reduce your carbs. This is easy, right?" I did my best last night. Okay, mm-hmm. I did my best. It wasn't the outcome I wanted, so I have to look inside myself and decide the next the path I want to take when I'm confronted with that choice again. Mm-hmm. Because last night. I did the best that I could, and I made the wrong decision, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's helpful to me. Josh, I'll let you jump in before I also respond. So, and I'll take it a step farther. I don't see Renee's decision being right or wrong. I see it as just a decision that she made that was not the what, what she wanted for her outcome. Right. Effectiveness, mm-hmm. right? So, and the clinician side of me goes to one of my um, favorite trainers um miss linehan dr linehan and she says the the creator of dialectical behavior therapy we are always doing the best we can and we can always try to do better yep right so we make that we build with the skills that we build we can move to that next thing so yes in the moment we're doing the best we can with the information that we have the choices in front of us and and the environment Right. So we so we make that choice accordingly. That's the best that we can do at that moment. And the next moment, maybe I have more information. So therefore, I could make a more effective decision, which would have a more effective outcome. So that's what that's my counter argument to to you and saying that we are, are human beings are doing the best they can at every moment in their life with the information that they have. Because if we weren't, we would do things differently. Right. My brain is just processing. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, so, right? Okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's why we so, have different exactly. beliefs right. about people. Right. Yeah. And... Um, I want to talk more about that, but I don't want to talk more about that because we could have a whole episode about that. <laughs> so maybe... maybe uh, let's couch that. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about it another time yep. because there's some really interesting pieces because I, I think that it ties in some with, and I think this this is helpful... Um, as we think about mental health, it, it ties in with the ways in which our own worldviews or religious perspectives shape the way we understand even uh, mental wellness and how we process mm-hmm. that. And sure. as you work, I, I know as, as staff here work with clients, that plays into it um, and what your client believes mm-hmm. plays into how you talk with them right? and, and work with them. And so that, that may be an interesting conversation for, for another time. So 
Kate, thank you for bringing us <laughs> you to... You are welcome. Great discussion. <laughs> because that, that really does, right? Like, you you opened the, this door of how that song um, shapes the way we think about our life journeys. You can also thank Pandora for that and yes. the no skip button. Thank yes. you. No, <laughs> no, oh, wait, whoa, whoa. We are not thanking the no skip. <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> I, no. I pay for the family plan of Spotify, so I don't even know what Pandora Oh, is. Spotify, if you're listening, please reach out and pay us for sponsoring that endorsement. Us. Yes. <laughs> Sponsor, uh, please. Yes, please. Uh, Renee, what's your uh, favorite media piece? Uh, oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And you guys, uh, the, the folks in this room will, will know it immediately. I've probably talked about it a lot. And I was introduced to this story, The Shawshank Redemption, as a movie first. So I'm super excited. Um, yes, I'm getting lots of fun looks around the room. Um I just want to just call a spade a spade, and the word redemption is in the title of this movie. Again, that's the first way that I intercepted, intersected with it, sorry. And, um, man, right, so just talking about the word redemption, and, and some of you might know it in a religious context, and I'm not really even, even going there. It's just you know, the definition of like being saved from or saving from error, and... That's that's a really abstract concept to me, right? Because I'm gonna make I have mistakes the yeah, as you're talking. <laughs> woo. I'm gonna make mistakes. I will be in, in error, and so I'm. I, I was also kind of smiling inside, talking about this whole journey thing, and how this really does. Uh, it, there's so there's a golden thread here for sure. What we believe about people and the journeys that we're on. Um. So so right. Re- just just redemption, human redemption in either saving ourselves or or somebody else from a moment of error that we are not those moments of error we are so much more than that those are just honestly errors and mistakes guys are just the grain of sand in the beach of life Mm -hmm. right Oh my! And the importance oh of self love. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Life's a beach. Yeah. Good thing we're okay. good thing we're recording that because I mean that was profound. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> that's the great thing about sarcasm, uh, right? Just so, so redemption, right? The human redemption of being saved from from error, and I've got to also put out there um, hope. Mm-hmm. I was just reminded of the hope. That when, um, again, kind of going back to that decision making, spoiler alert, some of the folks that were incarcerated in the fictional prison of Shawshank uh, uh, were guilty. Some were innocent. A lot of them shared hope. Mm-hmm. That's right. And their behaviors articulated that hope. And some articulated the lack of mm-hmm. hope. Uh, so that stuck with me. Yeah. That's, I that's could awesome. talk about this movie forever. That's that's well still said. one of those. It's still one of those movies. There's a few of them that can maybe count on a one hand or two. That wherever I catch that movie, yes. I'll watch. Yep. I will. I will mm. stop everything yes. that I'm doing and I'll sit down and I'll I'll finish that movie out from wherever it is. Yeah. Even so, if I have to be somewhere else, <laughs> I'm calling in late yes. or sick. Yeah, that's, well, I'm going to use that next time I'm yeah. late for some. I'm, I'm sorry, I uh, watched Shawshank it from the beginning. It all makes sense now about where Josh has been. It's a long movie. It is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's on the longer side. And so one of the other things that it's not really in the movie, but it, it's really helped my, um, again, my, my philosophy of, of, of human and human nature is, guys, the, the book's 100 pages. And so wow. the story that was... Huh. 
oh man, just beautifully, beautifully written. And it's a short story. It's a hundred pages long. It's like the opposite. Of yes. the, is it a novella? Is that what they call that? A novella? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. And so then take it a step farther. The King of Horror, Stephen King, wrote this short story. Mm. Guys, that's that's a dialectic right mm-hmm. there, right? That 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 author gets pigeonholed in a, a, a certain genre of right horror, gruesome, and and this man wrote a story of redemption. Did he write it I under David that. Bachman? No, he wrote it under Stephen absolutely King. not. Yeah, so right, that's yeah. pseudonym. Knows mm-hmm. Stephen King. It's a I believe uh, published it as a set of four. So it was one right. of four short stories in a book, and it's Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Prison. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. It. Um, so, so encountering that as a movie first and just falling in love with it and then going, oh my goodness, there's a book. Oh, well it's a hundred pages. I can maybe read that in a night and then going, what? It's Stephen King. And I was young. I don't even know if I'm allowed to read Stephen King. Mom, am I allowed to read Stephen King? <laughs> no, you're not, Renee. Yeah, I was. She was, they were, they were really cool about that and let me, um, again, explore that. So I learned not necessarily incoming pun not to judge a book by its cover oh <laughs> you're welcome thank you <laughs> talk amongst yourselves thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's funny have you all seen it i have not okay i have seen it once okay. and really liked it and i saw it because um we're gonna pause now while kate watches shocking <laughs> yes we'll be back in, in three, hours. three hours yes <laughs> yeah I saw it once and really loved it, and I think that I first actually my um, exposure to the idea of it um, was actually um, from other books referencing it um, or speakers referencing it. Darn right. It. Um, Josh is making fun that I've only seen it one time. Winning. Okay, so Josh I can, also I can, hates I can, uh, Greatest Showman. So. I can all I can understand <laughs> not seeing it ever, right? Like I get sure. that because he just bypass it, but only one time. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Keith. I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel like I have to really Keith defend myself on that. Keith is just doing his best right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Keith is just and, doing his best, and and he needs to watch Shawshank more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> from uh, any point in the movie. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Josh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> I, I get to move us on whenever I want to, to save myself. Um, and so, in that case. Uh, I can't defend myself and not watching Chaucic Redemption. So, Josh, please tell us what your favorite piece of media is. All right. So, I'm going to take this down the road. Oh, oh no. I bet that's the name of the song. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. Um, so, I struggled with this one a little bit. Yeah. And, and, yeah, me too. Um, and not in a um, bad way or there's lots of music that I've listened to in, sure. my, in my life that has sent me down different roads. Yeah. Um, if you, it would be easily, I could easily say the music that impacts me the most is, is, you know, Slayer or metal or punk rock. Right. And then I had a light bulb go off in my mind and, and really thinking about this, this, this question was really important to me. I don't know what it really sparked something. And so I really processed this and I, and a song came to me yesterday that is a super powerful song that. I've listened to for 25 years at different times in my life. Um, and I actually picked two songs, so we'll start there. Um, so Breaking the, the rules. I know. That's what I do. So the first song 
And the first time I ever heard this artist was at the um, the series finale of um, Northern Exposure. <laughs> is Iris Dement saying there's they use her song called Our Town, and so then I fell in love with Iris Dement, and then I got her album, and on her album was this song, Let the Mystery Be, hmm. and it's about figuring out everybody wants to know where they go or where they came from, right? That journey of what's what's happening. Yeah. Right? We have a theme here. Yep. And, <laughs> but it's but it's a really it's a religious piece of this is 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 really interesting to me is because I'm not um I've gone in these waves of of beliefs and spirituality and and still the song has always sat in the vault. Sure. Right? Yeah. So when I when I didn't have much thought in it it's still sat in the vault right as a song that had lots of impact for me so what i find very interesting about this song today is that when i decided to listen to it on the way to work just today this morning yeah. okay because i thought about it and then i pulled it up on spotify <laughs> thank you um spotify call me call me <laughs> <laughs> Spotify slide into my DMs. And I started listening to it, and it's one of those songs that I can't not sing to. So I oh, sing. Yeah. So I sing. I started crying. Mm-hmm. And if and if someday everybody in the audience will get to know me, but I'm not a I'm not a person that you would look at and think is a crier, right? So I was like, why am I crying? I'm not sad. Yeah, yeah. But I just kept on singing. Just these tears. Came rolling down, and then you gotta I quit d- talking about it now, because otherwise everyone, we're all gonna cry just because we're like all like no. It no, just Renee's means, not. She I'm just gonna cry. Nope. Just, um, just guy, guy so, cry party. Yep. So then I listened to it again. I'm with you. <laughs> I listened to it again. Sure. And I cried even more. Mm. And what I realized I as I was listening to the song is these tears were were tears of joy, hmm. and not sadness, and not. Um, misery or whatever and even in times of that has happened i've listened to that song so what i realized is that i'm in a really good spot in my life right i'm really in this Mm. really happy grateful joyful spot and the 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 part that brought the most tears um is this part right here is um i'll kind of give you an idea of so the song is about how this person's just going to let the mystery be of where you where you come from and where you go. But there's um, there's a part here that says, Some say they're going to a place called glory, and I ain't saying that it ain't a fact. But I've heard that I'm on the road to purgatory, and I don't like the sound of that. I believe in love, and I live my life accordingly, but I choose to let the mystery be. Mm-hmm. And there is something about that living my life with love that really just got me, like, I just it just filled my heart because that's, you know, I try to just give myself as much as compassion as possible. And I try to give others as much compassion as possible. And it just, I mean, it was really super profound today. And I just was like, wow, I'm I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. And then I realized Mm. that I'm just being vulnerable and enjoying life. Yeah. You know what I think is is super cool about, about that is I had a professor in undergrad school and he, he taught me two things that APR, while most of you are going to think it's regarding a credit card and your annual percentage rate, it's not. It stands for assume personal responsibility. 
And the second thing is that our physical skin base, right, flesh and bone body was never created to hold in all of the emotions that we were meant to express. Hmm. Right. We are not a container for emotions. We don't have a lid on that. And so I just love that you were able to truly exemplify your body that didn't have a lid on. You just needed to express something cool. You allow mm-hmm. tears to, to flow. We allow, right, we allow laughter. Uh, it, it's all good. So yeah. I just want if people can share that. Right. right. Just, hey. Our bodies aren't made to contain all of that. We're we're not supposed to do that. So, emote. Uh, wow. It's and a I good think, thing. And I think that was really profound for me in that moment was that because there were tears of joy, and I usually, I can't, I honestly can't think of a time where I cried out of joy. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I can feel warmth and joy sure. for like certain things, but I I can't remember. A you time. smile. Yeah. Right. You can yeah. feel that uplifting, but you yeah. shed a tear. Yeah. That's all. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's amazing. It yeah, is. It was, yeah. pretty, it was pretty intense. It is. And again, to this journey, like I love, and we didn't plan this for our listeners. We all are sharing. This is not scripted. (laughs) Yeah, this is the first time we just brought our our uh, song, movie, book. We brought them in. So I, I just think it. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. So, so with that, it led me down a path again as Mm -hmm. I'm rolling into work today, and it started me thinking about another song. Okay. That I told myself ten years ago. That I would never listen to again. Interesting. And so, 10 years ago, in June, my wife and I got back together after being separated for a year. Hmm. And I had a song. So, when so when we decided, when we were in our darkest time, or when I was in my darkest time, hmm. I used to play the song over and over in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. In the belief that we would eventually figure it out. Hmm. And so... Once we figured it out and got yeah. back together and really worked on our stuff, I put the song to bed. Okay. I said, I can't listen to that song anymore. And then for some reason this morning, I pulled in the parking lot and I played that song because I was so grateful for the life that I have and yeah. what's going on in the world. And that song continued to bring me to tears again. Yeah. Again. But it had a different meaning mm-hmm. than it mm. did ten years ago Absolutely. when I put it to bed. Absolutely, mm. it was such a strange, fascinating experience this morning by just having this yeah. this discussion about what we're gonna, you know, what medium sure. does that, and I just I went down this emotional yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah, bunny trail, <laughs> bunny trail. And so the the other song is by one of my favorite bands of all time, Social Distortion, Angels Wings. And as I'm still married, so that's the thing, but there's a line in here um, that I would I would rewind and, and do it, is that um, I triumphed in the face of adversity, and I became the man I never thought I'd be, and now my biggest challenge is, is a thing called love. I guess I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Mm. I don't care about what they say. I'm going to marry you someday. Oh. Oh. So even though we were married... Yeah. When I was in my darkest time, I would just say that we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. We're gonna figure it out, and I would just listen to that song over and over again. And so then, when we figured it out, I put it to bed. Powerful. Mm. Yeah. So and then I just listened to it again today, and I'm gonna start crying again. But it just right. has. I just there's not a song out there right now, or ever. I don't think that has that same power that I would that I would be able to put it to bed and then revisit it ten years later. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. 
I, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I, you're I appreciate it. It's interesting how yeah. things that um, maybe were meaningful to us in the past, but we haven't uh, uh, intersected with them in a long time, and then to re-intersect with them uh, now, um, we even though we're mindful of the fact of how meaningful it was to us in the past, it still hits us, or we experience yeah. it in a different way than we did then. Mm-hmm. We're you know we're aware that it's going to be meaningful, or that it was meaningful, but it takes on even a new or a different meaning uh, when kind of uh, the rest of your life kind of gets caught up with what that memory of that important piece is. Yep. And I just think of so many, I can think of so many examples, right? Parents reflecting on, oh my goodness, when my, when my child, right, when my grown adult child was a baby, right, bringing him home from the mm-hmm. hospital. Um, you know, I think about too, it, uh, in the, in the, very sad day that I lose a parent, right? I will look back fondly on the, oh my goodness, I wish I could get scolded one more time, right? You know, we have those beautiful, and I think that's why it's just, again, this journey theme of, again, why? I, why, why do I want to be exposed to losing a parent? I don't. If I could not choose that, sign me up, because I don't. Mm. I will be a mess, and I'll probably rely on everyone in this room for something in that time. But to go back, you know, just to Kate's in, 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 in Kate's story and in the message that we have found in a lot of episodes here, man, life just drops us in places sometimes. And we have all of these amazing experiences to draw from. I'm going to do my best. But sometimes uh, it's, I can only see things through that new perspective. That's right. yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So I commend you for bringing the song out today. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I could have done that. To go back and listen to that, acknowledging the darkness that you were in, but f- allowing yourself to find joy that you're not you're not there now. Nope. But that's a part of you, and that's all nope. right. Nope. All right, okay. Keith. All right, Keith. You ready? Yes. Bring us home. Um, I don't I don't know that my uh, book fits as well into some of the themes that we've talked about. It, it takes a little bit of a different perspective, but it's really shaping to how I interact with the world, and. Um, I'm going to say the title of the book, and uh, there might be a little, like, I can't believe you're saying that uh, on this podcast uh, response, uh, but just wait for it, and it, and it will be okay. Um, <laughs> now I'm really excited. I know. You're doing the best you can, Keith. Yep. Yes. Okay, so um, the book is called uh, Love Wins. The subtitle is Heaven, Hell, and the Fate of Every Person Who Ever Lived. And it's by that. Rob Bell. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. Interesting. I'm not. Yes. Please so, express more. Yes, yes. So... Um, the, the author is Rob Bell, and the, the reason this is so meaningful to me in my life is not uh, necessarily the content of the, of the book, but there's like this – there's a story around it, and I, I don't, don't want to go too far in the weeds, but – so um, I, Rob Bell was a pastor at a large church in Michigan. He wrote this book, and uh, he was a big titles person, and like he – carefully crafts the names of the work that he does and that's been kind of an ongoing almost joke or idiosyncrasy of him uh, of his work and um so he he does this he does a promo video and then some other people who are individual who are influential uh in the broader faith tradition but maybe from a little different uh specific tradition uh came out and basically uh based on the content of the video and the title of the book called him a heretic and so there's there's this all the, these dynamics that kind of exp, that blow up and um, it uh, was a big controversy in in the Christian faith tradition. Um, and so I read the book and uh, found 
like it was just like the whole the whole series the whole like the whole process of it was the re- reading the book and then realizing there's a lot of people who are making uh, conclusions about the book without reading the book and um, on, on both sides of it and then uh, people were writing about it and saying saying making these overwhelming statements about it. The reason this was really meaningful to me is um, I took time to read it multiple times and then did a little bit of writing about it and um, that process helped me learn a few things. One is uh, not to uh, draw conclusions about something uh, based on face value or your first interaction with it. Um, so often our first impression uh, drives the way we think about a person or a situation from the get-go. And so the process taught me to, before I completely draw a conclusion about something, to really dive in a little bit more. It's, it's easier said than done at times, but um, the other piece about it um, is I've continued to track Rob Bell's work. Um, he, he has his own podcast. He's written a dozen books now, and I've, I've read most of them. And I found that there is a large percentage of um, his work that I agree with and the way he communicates I love, but there's always a portion of everything he says that I disagree with. And that's really important to me in my own personal growth because I, um, confronting and putting myself um, – uh, exposing myself to views other than my own or different ways of thinking about things than what I typically do helps me both decide what I really do believe um, but also um, what I don't believe. And it, it helps me have more confidence in how I understand things. And so that's so all that's happened in the context of a specific spiritual tradition, uh, those are principles that I pull over to how I think about politics or how I think about work relationships or everything. Well, I'm going to jump in here. Yeah, please. Thank you. That was a fantastic expression, and it's in line with what we're saying. Yeah, um, you the, stole what I was saying. Well, you stole what I. I just read your mind. Is what Thank I did. You. So, it, it's just in a different. You're just expressed it in a different yes. way, but it's in line with exactly what we're all talking about, exactly. right? About how we're influenced by things and how we things influence us and help us m- make decisions. And choices in our life Mm -hmm. and how we believe and how we express ourselves. And it's really important. One of the things that I I really took from what what you said that that really is important to me is that even though you love his work, there are still things Mm -hmm. that you disagree with. Yeah, always. And you still love his work. Yep. Mm -hmm. That is really profound because there are... Lots of things about each other yep. or in the world that we love, and there's also lots of things about each other and the world we disagree with. Yep. That's yeah. why we're having this dialectics, podcast. right? Absolutely, dialectics. Yep. and that's okay. It's okay to love somebody and also disagree with them, right? And yeah. challenge that. And I think that it, um, as as I was thinking about today, it was really hard to think about what type of book shaped me, your song shaped me the most, because it's not so much the content of the book, but it was the experience I had in the midst of reading it and when it came out, and then the experience afterwards of interacting with this writer and communicator that shaped me so much. But I think it resonates so much with um, a lot of the challenges we talk about in terms of politics and social media right now, the the inability to have difficult conversations in person with people, that we just have a hard time uh, talking through difficult uh, topics in ways that that can be okay with not agreeing with another person mm-hmm. and that not causing some sort of division or 
tension or turmoil in, in right. the long term. And I think that you're to go back to just to, to Josh's point and to, to commend you. You are you are you are um, kind of exemplifying and personifying this journey aspect that we are talking about, mm-hmm. because I guarantee when you go and you're kind of at your next crossroads, your next information gathering intersection of, hey, I'm, I'm going to make a decision if this is really kind of in my belief category or my disbelief category. You are doing it through the lens of everything else that you've been exposed to and that you've made a decision on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that happened in this episode when we're talking about everybody is doing the best they can. Right. right? Yeah. Because it's an idea <laughs> that when I'm first exposed to it, it doesn't fit into the the group of things that I already believe. Sure. And so I have to engage with that and talk through it to figure out. Where's the line for me on this? Yeah. Do you, like in, in talking about it, it's possible that I'll be all in on it. It's also possible we'll talk through it and I won't, won't be, be in on it at all. Yep. Or there could be right. some place yeah. in the middle on that. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And we can still all keep having this really fun, cool podcast yep. and yep. Uh, be able to engage in tough conversations, even if we don't agree on this. One of the things that I love most about Keith is that his ability to also be vulnerable with things like that in the sense of he, at times, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, is he makes that quick judgment, like, I don't know if I agree with this, and then pushes himself through it as opposed to making that sticking with that decision. He pushes through it, and then he at least acknowledges, oh, maybe I was too and I'm going to use my own words, rigid with that yeah. thinking, and I'm pushing through, and I can understand it once it's exp- like what you said. Once it's explained to we me, we have to talk it yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talk and it I out. And process it. And I, I agree, but one thing I love about Keith, and I also love kind of when his mind gets blown. I really yeah, appreciate yeah, I can, that. You can see it yes. happen. But I yeah. love too that that your mo, Keith, is I'm just going to take a stand. Yep. And I appreciate that about you, whether it's yep. different than me or the same as me, and whether that's where we land at the end. I don't ma- It doesn't matter to me. But I love that you take a stand, and then you invite input. You invite right, right. other opinion. You invite other information, and then you might go, "Cool, I'm I'm jumping over to this decision," or or no, I agree with my decision in the beginning. And that's awesome. And that's what we as human beings are. We're value sure. based, right? Right. So we have these values. And we can learn, lo- change, and grow. Learn, change, and grow. <laughs> yes. And love yep. other people that don't have the same values. Yes. Or their values are different or, or whatever. We can we can look at that. And that's what's so great about Who yeah, would want to listen to a podcast if all four of our opinions were the same and those opinions were the same as yours? Boring. I mean, sometimes. I don't get <laughs> it. And I oh, wouldn't well, get it. Of course, Kate would say that. <laughs> I only like things I agree with. I would listen to the podcast that's titled "Renee is the best ever." Yes, (laughs) I would. We talked about, and you you don't even know what a podcast is. Uh, I know what it is. I just don't listen to them, (laughs) except for this one. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, those, telling those are uh, some of the things that have shaped us the most, and we share those in hopes of. Um, inspiring others to think through the things that that shape them and and, yeah. and um, things that have inspired them to be the people that they are, and and also to invite you into our conversation as we move forward with this podcast to keep engaging with some tough topics that we may or may not agree on and figuring out how to uh, make those um, pieces of hope realities in our everyday life. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. I'm Keith. I'm Kate. I'm Josh. I'm Renee. <laughs>
and it's okay if you're not okay. so much for listening to us on our very first episode of It's Okay If You're Not Okay. We look forward to releasing a new episode every other week. You can help us reach more people by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app or website. You can also share this episode on your social media accounts or find other people who do it and react, respond, comment, share. And then if you want to get exclusive content from the hosts of the podcast or information about new and upcoming things, make sure you find our Facebook group, that's closed just to listeners of this podcast. You can search for It's Okay Podcast, okay spelled out, O-K-A-Y, or uh, go directly to the URL, www.facebook.com.